0: Inside the Box, the State of Combat podcast on CBS Sports, your boxing edition with the Brian Campbell back in your ear hole, back in your life, back with a bang. You better believe that. All right. Bang, bang, bang. Yes. Try and stop me. Bang. The TBC right back at you. Big box show today. Looking ahead to Danny Garcia and Jarrett Hurd's return on Showtime this weekend. Looking back at the weekend that was, including Conor McGregor and the skinhead white guy sport threatening to cross over into the box. Much more on that to come. Canelo's future plans. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, let's do it. We got to bang. We we, got to bang him a little bit. I mean, we're not banging him. Yeah, that's a fair point. Fair point. Uh, let me bring in my guy. Let's do this thing. I, I don't have anything to sell. Yeah, I don't think. Well, maybe a couple things, but uh, let's bring him in. He's a New York Times best-selling author. He is the boxing features writer on TheAthletic.com, that 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 bourgeois boutique, that bougie boutique of a combat journalism site. He's a protector of all things cruiserweights. It's Rafe Bartholomew. Let me you up. Let me lick you, lick you down, girl. turn around, baby, let me lick you all around, boy, oh, let oh, me
1: lick oh. you girl, like your
0: lover you. should, always. Bum, bum, bum. Brian. Rafa, how is it? How is it in Detroit? It is cold, my friend. <laughs> it is cold. It is good. Yes. It is hot. Yes, you're feeling it. Yeah. Watch yourself.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know what? You know, I don't think in the Midwest out here in the winter, the the whole the famous Ray Torres translation really applies. Nobody needs water on the on the huevos here because it just. (laughs) It's cold. You don't need to be cooled down.
0: You need we, to be warmed we up. Got, como we say huevos. We got big balls, man. Huevos. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I think honestly. <laughs> yeah. Some people say huevos, Rafe. Some people say other things.
2: Crawford has the cojones on
0: it, right? I mean, you know, you know, Dwyer. He, you know what I mean? There's, there's, there's many ways to skin that cat when you're talking about what's down below.
1: Cojones, bollocks, testicles, whatever you want to call
0: them. Joshua don't have any. All right. All right. That's going too far. Oh, uh, Rafe. Great swallowed. Scene. Yeah. Well, I mean, when a man does that in a boxing ring, you never know what's going to happen next. You may get a double A Right hook upstairs. Edwards shakes his head. As oh, he there's a oh, Down goes Edwards. Oh, oh, no, th- all right. Clean that up. Clean that up. Uh, Rafe, we're back with the box. Uh, Five star review season. All that. You like this show. You're part of this weird cult tribe we got going on. Do you speak Godinez? Then send us that five-star review. Let us know that you're actually listening if you actually want this podcast to keep going in your life. Rafe Boogs, wow, there is so much to talk about, but I don't even want to ask you anything else about your personal life without getting you to comment on the biggest story in boxing this week that is taking over Twitter. And do you know what it is, Rafe? Do you have any friggin' idea what it is?
1: Um, the, the banning of, uh, of Javon Bay area.
0: No. Okay. It's not Steven a Smith's. Oh God. Boxing workout video. Can you please rate it? Rafe? Did you see the uppercuts? Did you see that little hip <laughs> punch he's working on Rafe? I mean, look, we all look embarrassing hitting the pads. My editor, Brandon wise, you know, my guy from the MMA pod who's trying to spar me. He's got video of me doing some bad bad-looking uppercuts with a boxing trainer, but um, I'm not Stephen A. Smith-level celebrity. Can we get your breakdown on this, Rave?
1: I don't have a lot of intense technical... I Look, I'm not... I am no Lee Wiley, all right? I'm not ready to break this down (laughs) frame by frame and compare it to one of the greats who fought on a steamboat in 1884. However, uh, it... You know, yeah, he's bad. We, I, we, I'd look just as bad, maybe worse. I don't really know what the point. I guess the only question I have is why teach him to throw that hip punch at all? That little, that that, like <laughs> I'm going for the in, the inner thigh there. That's not a scoring area. Maybe, maybe it's just to get his weight
0: right to throw the uppercut in the other direction. That's all I could guess. Maybe he's working on a potential matchup with. Oscar, who's who's a freak, you know, and, you know, Oscar's real big with the fist down below. So maybe he's maybe, you know what I'm saying, Rafe? Maybe, you know. All right. No, 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 no. Um, Stephen A. Smith cannot be going
1: down to Australia to get knocked out by Joe
0: Horn. Uh, can we get a response from that, Jeffrey, please?
2: no response i'll respond with my fists in the ring all
0: right yeah okay that's what a great so
1: man tim zoo is toast man he has
0: no clue what's coming for him by the way, I love bad takes as anyone does. You know, I do that show every Monday morning combat on Showtime's uh, digital cha- uh, social channels with Luke Thomas and a service that I have. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we did a you know a little breakdown this week, uh, w- which will I'll do with you in a second. Sort of like, hey, is Connor going to box this year? Skinhead white guys, blah, blah, blah. And I made the same take a lot of people are making of like, hey, Connor. Box all you want, but don't pick Manny, dude. Keith Thurman couldn't pick up Manny's speed and angles when he's wearing the performance-enhancing headphones. You don't want anything to do with that. And one of the YouTube commentators were like, oh, my God, this guy Campbell's such an idiot. He doesn't think Connor can beat a guy who lost to a gym teacher.
1: Who is the gym teacher? Horn? Um, Oh, Horn, yeah, Horn Horn was a gym teacher. You do not
0: need to be getting knocked out and put to sleep by Joe Horn. (laughs) Um, yeah right, Jeffrey. Yeah right, YouTube commentator. Yeah, he well, must uh, like a... say.
1: Yeah right, Connor. It's nice to dream.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's I mean what are you gonna you know, what are you what are you gonna be Michael Zarafa and take a shot at Glenn Rushton's hair? Okay, are
1: you you was dumb?
0: Oh, okay, my you want God. to do an oh, IQ oh, test oh, and oh, see, oh, uh, my see where God. you come up? How many,
2: how many fights have
0: you had? How many know, fights have you had? I've had lo- more fights than you've had feeds. Oh, okay. oh, God. That's just comeback. I've had more fights than you've had feeds? Good Lord. What's, you, mean? what's a feed? You can't say that to Andy Ruiz Jr. I'll tell you that much, Rafe. All right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, back to, to close on the Stephen A. Smith video, the biggest story of the week here. Um do you think Steven has a stick, Rafe? Then you realize, oh, that's Danny. You, I mean, does, does, does Steven, did he, uh, we know Danny's got a stick, right? We know There's other guys, actually, if we're going full Dwyer here, who have a stick. But
2: Dylan White has one of the best sticks in the
0: game. Yeah, the, the, Mr. Tambourine Man, Dylan White, definitely does, Rafe. Uh, did Steven have a stick?
1: Well, that's another interesting thing. Usually, don't you, whenever I hear, trainers get interviewed talking about working with kids when they're bringing up the amateurs they say it'll be a year before I let a guy throw something other than a jab. We're just working on moving in, moving in the right lines, keeping our feet in the at the right distance apart from each other, and and working on that jab. Why? What is Stephen A. doing? What is you know what? I have nothing against Stephen A. But this trainer, my God, Mike, I am now working myself up into an appropriate sports talk lather. That trainer has no business. No less business
0: than Darren Barker had getting up from that body shot. <laughs> uh, less business teach than him that kind of stuff. Than Guy like, Richie had bad. staying down from that body shot. Um, Rafe, we do have Stephen A. Smith's response to you clowning his video.
2: Boy, you ain't even touching M yet. Uh-oh. I'm touching M's. That's why I made my way to HBO. It. I, get I know you're gonna or probably get, get it. You don't know what I'm to. But don't say... You don't know what I'm oh, talking Rafe,
0: gonna. you may be touching M's when it's all said and done when you finally write that boxing book. For, for now... You you ain't even Yeah, uh, no, I mean, you know, thank you. Thank you very much, okay? Hey, Thank you for that
2: extra M though. Yeah. You're thank the you the man, thank bro. You,
0: thank you. All right. Uh Rafe, with nonsense here to start off. Um Big Week for Box. Showtime's back. You can watch my coverage this weekend on the uh Friday weigh in, on the Saturday countdown preview show ahead of Danny Garcia's return. We got Jared Hurt on that card. Ivan the terrible Redcock is back, Rafe. We got a lot of good stuff going. But not only is it a big week for box, not only are we in the Conor McGregor hangover, which is dominating the headlines, it's a big week for golf, Rafe. I don't know if you get down like this at all. But the PGA Tour returns to CBS this weekend for the 2020 Farmers Insurance Open. And Rafe, you better believe that the First Cut podcast is your destination for all things regarding Tiger's 2020 season debut. Rafe, who would you rather sit next to on an airplane? Tiger or Sergei? Sergei. Oh, man. I want to be in between them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me tell you, Rafe, that Tiger Woods is making his 2020 season debut, and we know that we last saw him at the President's Cup, where he led the U.S. team to victory after playing as the captain. Right? Probably had a few sloppy DMs along the way. Tigers an eight-time winner at Tory Pines. His most memorable win, of course, that two thousand eight U.S. Open. I am not reading a script. But this week, Rafe, our boys on the First Cup Podcast have you covered. Friday, they'll recap the first two rounds with Mark Immelman, who was on the scene at Tory Pines. And Sunday, they got you covered for full reaction pod. Anything that goes down at the Farmers Insurance Open, Elon shows up with a nine iron, they will be there. The first cut on the road, of course, this week as well at the PGA merchandise show in Orlando. They got you covered. Rafe, your thoughts on Tigers 2020 season.
1: I, I'm my hopes are as high as they have ever been. Ever been. Which I could say about a lot of years of golf. But man, it's high. My hopes are high. Okay.
0: Uh, where do you rank him in the in the all-time? golfing panel
1: Yeah, you know the best. He he is the best, right? Even though he, he kind of, you know, he 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 was washy for a little while. He's getting it back together. He might have met my man Mimo or my man Vic get on that snack.
0: Jean-Pascal
1: style. I don't know. They didn't uh, even
0: spell snack right as Jermel would say. He, he, he,
1: Charlo is right. Look, say what you will. But Charlo is right about the spelling of snack, and he's right about Airbnbs. They don't put them beds right.
0: Yeah, and and the other Charlo sent me to. Actually, both Charlos have sent me to hell recently as well. Hey, you know who? Come sent on, Mike. Come on, Mike. You know better. Oh boy, more Do on a lion or a snake. More on BC getting sent to hell shortly. Here, uh, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to, you know, tinkle with the finkle. But more news on that, right? Let me tell you, don't you tinkle with the finkle. Thank you, Would Rich. You? Thank you. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's that business put to bed. Lot to get to in this show. Always a shout out, right, to the Irish crew. Shout what? out to the. Alex Godinez crew, right? Shout out to Omaha, Nebraska. Absolutely, Bomac. Shout out to Ulrich Anderson and the Danish crew, Rafe. They should be forming a stable up there, right? Mikkel, Ulrich, Callie. Uh, uh, what's your favorite Danish? Mine's Boston cream, Rafe. The do- the donut. Is that
1: a Danish. That's a donut. Isn't a Danish? Isn't a donut a Danish? No, they sell Danishes at a
0: donut shop, but a, a
1: Danish is, is a pastry. usually has a little cheese or a tart or a fruit kind of filling in it. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a donut, man. All right. It's all right. not a blow blow.
0: <laughs> uh, shout out to all of our crews out there. All right. Shout out to Terry Crews. Shout out to everybody. All right. Thank you. Uh, we're going to start the show right after we take a pause for the cause and hear a word from our friends and sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> Dig it. Go your happy price, Priceline. Rafe, Bugs, twenty twenty vision. The new year is upon us. Rafe, what is your relationship with soda, the liquid crack? As we open this new year, I'm on that pipe, baby. All right, all right. Hey, at least a, as long as you're honest with it, okay, Rafe. Oh wait, but she a great big fat first. Not yet, not yet. No, Rafe, that's why I have
1: I drink the diet crack.
0: Yes, I'm trying to give up gas station food. So far this new year we're doing good, okay? We're well, we're doing uh well, kind of doing good. All right?
1: Are but, you replacing it with like convenience store food or Well, I'm trying to get off food. of
0: the convenience store food completely, Rafe. It's not it doesn't yeah, yeah, it doesn't. All right. All right. Um a lot of box to get to Rafe UFC 246 over the weekend. All right? We know what people think in boxing. <laughs>
2: Everybody, everybody's different. I don't want to watch two grown men with panties on. <laughs> Wrestling, I mean, I'm from
0: the hood. I- all right, Rafe, but for, all, for those of us that are not from the hood, that was big headlines. That was the number one story in sports. I was there in Vegas. Conor McGregor needs 40 seconds to knock out Cowboy Cerrone. The reason we bring it up is the potential boxing crossovers, but let's pause there. Did you see the highlights? Your take on McGregor's comeback here, Rafe. I did see the highlights,
1: and I like Mc, McGregor is fun to watch fight, especially when he's not boxing. I mean, I, he moves the needle. He always he has for years. I remember, I remember watching. I mean, this wasn't even that long ago in his career, but watching the Jose Jose, I don't know how do you say it, Jose Joey Aldo. Jojo Aldo uh, <laughs> fight on some on on the phone of um on the phone of Joe from Main Events. Uh, at a at a club show in L. A. Wow, in December, what, twenty fifteen? The only that- male member of main events. Yes, <laughs> he's a good man. I, he's awesome. He, he, him and him and Jolene are tight. Anyway, uh, we watched that while Sullivan Barrera was knocking out Carl Murat. It was a, it was an amazing night, and the Connor part was way more exciting than the Sullivan Barrera oh, part. A night yeah, for he moves the
0: Boxing, he does. He move, well. He moves a lot of needles. Did they not know I'm half black? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow! Oh. Oh. I'm half black from the belly bundle. Oh, God. Speaking oh. of needles, Rafe, that is wow. Wow. All right, Connor. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Rafe, he wins. He's back. Obviously, in 40 seconds, you can only get so much from that if you're interested in this. And I encourage you to check out our State of Combat MMA edition this week. Hall of Famer Sugar Rashad Evans and I break down at length: Is Connor back? What we learn? What's next? But Rafe, within that, what's next discussion? Because you talk about reviving a pay per view brand. You know, you beat you, you beat that ass in forty seconds in front of potentially two million pay per view buys, which is what Dave Meltzer of the- isn't that super suspect, Brian?
1: I was reading yes. that. I was reading some of that analysis where there were. What 1.7 people, 1.7 million people watching the free part of the broadcast, and then somehow they bumped it up to yeah. two million for so the. So here's the, the deal on
0: that. It's UFC never officially puts out pay per view numbers, right? You know how boxing does when they want to brag, but like yeah, but, but well, like Mayweather-Guerrero,
1: sure we're lying too. I'm sure. Yeah,
0: Mayweather-Guerrero, we're still waiting. We're Stephen Espinoza. We're still waiting on the Mayweather-Guerrero numbers, but UFC never reported them. But it was always. There was a way, like in boxing, to get it. But since UFC went to the ESPN Plus uh, streaming pay-per-view strategy, apparently it's not the same in terms of tracking them. But Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer of MMAFighting.com is reporting that it's the equivalent, Rafe, of what two million pay-per-view buys used to mean. And obviously, look, only one MMA uh, pay-per-view has ever gone over 2 million. It was Conor Habib from 2018. So th- if that's the case, that's massive. I mean, that's how you revive a brand. But the point is the va- the brand is so revived that we're talking about a number of big fights to make, not just MMA rematches with Habib or, or Jorge Masvidal, who's taken over the public consciousness. We're talking about box because Floyd Mayweather, multiple times on his Instagram account, is floating out the idea of a box rematch Connor spent all fight week talking about facing Manny Pacquiao at Raiders new stadium in Vegas later this year. And then you got grandpa Rafe. What the hell is grandpa doing going public and saying, not only does Bud Crawford need a Connor McGregor fight, but we're so desperate and so unwilling to sell a bit of our souls to PBC to call Mr. Cancer. You gotta call you gotta call him, Rafe. Hey, they're working together right now. They're talking every day. Which is weird that this is happening.
2: You gotta talk to Mr. Cancer, but he'll never talk to well, you. Bob, you're
0: talking to him right now. Like it would be as fertile a time ever. And look, if I'm in
1: my eighties, I don't really wanna to talk to that man, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Cancer, to <laughs> tell you the truth.
0: Al Heyman, the GOAT. Um It would be the time to make Crawford Spence. Anyway, Bob is saying, Rafe, not only does Crawford want to box Connor, but we will do a UFC fight first in a two-fight series because, get this, but as a wrestling background...
1: Brian, you ain't know this. Bud has a real wrestling background. His, his, and on top of that, and just the gene pool, his sons are like nationally ranked wrestlers right now for eight or seven or however years old they are. But um, now does that compute in any way to being able to step into the octagon and fight uh one of the better one of the better mma practitioners of his generation and in in the world right now of course not of course not but Rafe, that's
0: more fun that's would you really mind i mean it's bad it's it's i guess that's because of what you miss here's the deal okay that's a horrible idea i get that bob's trying to take bud who might actually be the best fighter in the entire world on this planet. Right,
2: Terrence Crawford, quite frankly, is a guy who's a bad man. Yes.
0: He's the BEST.
2: Who thinks he is the BEST. And I got news for you.
0: Many guys believe that. But he's still a boutique property, speaking of TheAthletic.com, because he tried to do a pay-per-view against Amir Khan, and it didn't sell ish on ESPN. So he's still waiting for the rub. But, Bob, there's a difference between whoring yourself out and saying, I want to box Conor, too. And, by the way, Bud's just not famous enough to box Conor, right? That's the deal. And there's a difference between we are so willing to get this guy famous that we will sell our souls and give him an obvious L, an embarrassing one, maybe a brutal one, just in the hopes that he'll keep up his end of the bargain and box us. Rafe, I know that UFC... And Grandpa are both with ESPN, and I know that somebody like a Nick Khan's probably licking their chops trying to make this happen. That's so shameful. I think it's actually disrespectful to boxing because Bud ain't a carnival fighter. He might be the damn best, and you're willing to just send him over there to the cage with the skinheads, Rafe. This is, this is lame, dude. Hey, call Mister Cancer, right? Like or call the zone. Be like, hey Canelo, we will we will give you Bud's kidneys for a fight. Do that before you go in there and get head kicked KO'd. What is happening? Bob, stop. Get cornerman on the line. Stop the madness.
1: Well, all right, let's let's take it down a notch here, Brian. What if he's doing what? We suspect Floyd is often doing and what Manny may have been doing when when Sean Gibbons was tweeting out posters of Connor versus Floyd stuff over the weekend. It's a big media moment. Why leave that on the table? It's the same reason we cover dumb circus fights that we don't actually want to see if there's a lot of interest in them because why leave that on the table? Everyone needs attention. It's an attention economy. Who the economy. hell are they? I'm not on
0: YouTube. Who? Who the hell again, is who? that? Who the hell are those guys? Um, <laughs> the
1: YouTubers.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, they're fighting soon again. Um, yeah, uh, Brian, why not? Why not get in on those uh, on those rumors, even if it's total BS? Bob doesn't mind walking back a lie or saying something ridiculous, and if and if it's not serious, and as long as as long as. Terrence Crawford is okay with it as long as Terrence Crawford. I mean, hopefully, I, with Bob, you don't really ever know because he, he's old enough and powerful enough to, that he just goes off and does his own thing sometimes. Um, but hopefully, he's done it in a way that does not, you know, harm his the, the top ranks relationship with Terrence Crawford. And I, I don't see any signs of that right now. Um, as long as that's as long as that relationship is good, whether they're just going for some publicity or whether they're just talking out their buttholes. Who cares? It's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. Dave,
0: that's slutty. We will not tolerate any slut sh- slut
2: shaming. What the hell does that mean,
0: dude? It's you're being slutty, and if you're just doing it for the attention, then that's lame, bro. That's a Floyd move. It's lame. Stop.
1: That's a TBE move is what you're saying.
0: No, it's just, it's just, it's an annoying move. It makes me physically upset.
2: You say something else, I'll whip your ass in the octagon,
0: bitch. Stop, like, no, you won't. You never will. Stop saying that. Rafe, why why can't a man just be a man and box, all right? Because there's nobody left because you got to fight Rasputin and my Lithuanians, right? I get it. But come on. Call Pro Gray. Give him the money. Make him move up. Get Josh Taylor on line one. Stop this stupid absurdity, Rafe. Roll one. Roll one, Bob. All right?
2: My advice to everybody who's scared to death is smoke a lot of weed for four years.
0: Yeah, Bob. Please. Thank you, Rafe. It's stupid. That's so stupid. Stop writing stories about this. It, stop Stop it
1: Stop that crap Brian I haven't written a story about it I haven't even read a story about it Dan Rayfield just wrote a story about it No nobody would put a gun to your head And make you read that
0: There's quotes from Bud in there Like <laughs> all about this They ain't all about this Rafe
1: Maybe he is
0: <sighs> Rafe Like this doesn't anger you
1: No I don't, I don't, I guess I don't think it's real, so I don't care. And if people just want to play the media, that's what we're here for. We work for you.
0: <laughs> we're here to promote your fights. We're here to be played. Thank you. All right, let me read this quote by Bud, okay? You ready? Here we go. I don't believe a word he says. Here we go. This is Bud Crawford. I'm a fight, fu- the guy who blew off our podcast interview, okay? I'm not feuding with you, Bud, but this is bad. Quote, I'm a fighter first. As a fighter, I would entertain it. I just have to have the proper time to prepare myself. It would be a little more than boxing training. I haven't been in that wrestling environment in a long time, but most definitely I feel I can compete with anyone given the proper time to train on the MMA side, being that I have a wrestling background. McGregor would have to worry about my stand-up game as well. It would be interesting. He's got good kicks and he's strong. I'd have to prepare myself for those things, but I feel I would be all right. You would not be all right. Stop. Why would you ever even do this? It makes you look slutty. There's no slut shaming in this podcast, Rafe.
1: Brian, that's not a that's not a very attention grabby quote. I mean, that is just basic. Look, I I am a confident person, and I am I'm a combat sports athlete. If this were to happen, I I believe in myself. That's not that bad. What what if there is some lingering bad blood between Connor and Bud over that time? You remember that video after after Connor did his weird wiggly dance going into the fuck you Al- well, the the right he didn't fight Manny did he? He fought uh, Floyd when he shaking
0: his arms out at that public workout. Yeah yeah
1: that and everyone was like what the hell is this? And then the next day Terrence Crawford released a video of him and all his boys <laughs> training in like the garage in Omaha doing the Connor dance. Maybe there's a
0: little bad blood. Maybe we can, we can work. I can work with this. Yeah. Here's another quote from, Bud. a lot of people may say if Terrence goes into the octagon, he will get crushed, but they don't know me. And quote, he went on to reference that his uncle, his grandfather wrestled, his dad was a wrestler. I actually didn't know about that background. And if, and if, it, if there's some legitimacy to it, like in high school level, like that's cool. No wait, It says right here in Rayfield's story, he wrestled in middle school. Oh, yeah. And still dabbles in it when not like what? So he like rolls around with this. boy. This is so stupid. And I get you're probably right. It's just an intention getter. It's like, hey, over here, we still have Terrence Crawford and we're on ESPN and he's great. But, um, Rafe, do you have any care with the idea of McGregor fighting three times? So Saturday was his first. There's obvious. Hoping in from UFC side that the next fight Yo, will be a, how how much lawsuit trouble is this man in that he needs three fights oh this year? God. Uh, well, it's more about staying consistent so he stays out of trouble. If he's in training camp, he's out of trouble, is the theory. Uh, he may fight Habib next to a rematch if Habib wins in April against Tony Ferguson. I know you don't care, but the whole idea is maybe a third fight this year, maybe December or whatever could be a super fight boxing match. Would you be in, given Floyd's age at forty three, given Connor's revived brand? to the idea that a second Maymac fight could be more competitive than the first and you would care? I
1: don't think it would be more competitive, no. I think that Floyd needs to get back into the shape he needs to get back into to beat Conor McGregor one more time. That's pretty. That's a pretty easy ask for Floyd.
0: Uh, I, my but he's interest running out of would... time, Rafe. He's running out of time, though, right?
1: Why? He was already in his 40s the first time he he, he had a pretty easy night with him.
2: Claire, this isn't round two or round three. You're
1: running out
0: of time. You're in, like, round 11 of your twilight here. Like, you are kind of eventually one of these Japanese kickboxers is going to catch up with you. Do you want to put the O? That's what I'm saying. I actually would care about this fight because Floyd putting the O on the line in a real circus fight, there is a a legitimate risk. I mean, do you think I'm overblowing? Like, let's say Floyd had a cut in You, you know why, why there's
1: no legitimate risk cuz Floyd is never ever going to do that if he knows that there's any chance that he's going to walk in there and find out that he is, doesn't have enough to beat somebody who's not even a boxer.
0: Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I don't want to get too caught up in the casual thinking here. How
1: was Paulie not started talking about this yet. Where this is in that's probably the
0: upset of the week so far. I'm sure Paulie's talking to somebody about it. Paulie's always talking. I'll be working with Paulie tomorrow at the uh, at the Garcia Redcox way. You know, but I way mean, in, like
1: there there hasn't been a Connor rumor in in the last three years. Connor or whatever said that, this
0: week he still is interested in boxing. Paulie,
1: that, look that they should do that too because both they would sell the hell out of that fight.
0: I got more girls
1: than Adrian Bonus got hairs on his head, okay? I've been with more girls. Yeah. I got more I've been with more girls than the whole
0: band camp's been put together. If you... hey, it was twenty it was twenty thirteen, Rafe. I don't know if that's slowing down at all, but wow, shout out to him. Hey, shout out to Richard Dwyer. Another top story I wanted to get your take on here. Oh, to close on on Connor, do you agree with me that like this Manny thing is just ill advised? Like stay away. Manny will send you to hell.
1: Um yeah, but whoever he fights in boxing is probably sending him to hell. I would look. Are you asking me would I have fun watching that? Do I think it's oh? Would I? Yeah, I would. And and I can make an argument here that I don't think is absolute poppycock that it's a fighting Manny gives Connor a better shot to land some hail mary punch that. And and pull out a win no. than fighting Floyd, because Floyd will never give him the opportunity, and True. Manny will be running straight at him with punches all night long. And until as you know, he'll get knocked out pretty fast by because Manny's way better than him. But hey he will have a chance to land one of those. Like, look that the Jose Aldo, right? Right. Right. I mean, if he, if he ran lands the right counter, oh, sure. I could talk. It. myself He had into no that.
0: power in that first fight. Now I'm now I'm talking you out of it after getting all excited. Well, Floyd's 43. You never know. Whatever. All right. Um, Get that Dwyer's, money, Senator. Let's bring in Richard Dwyer, okay? Because he's a big part of, the, of our lives, of this show.
2: Hi, it's Dwyer. The week of the fight.
0: Rafe, we know that uh, certain controversial score scorecards aren't the same scorecards in his house.
2: Hey, that wasn't a draw in the Dwyer household.
0: I wonder if Richard is a draw in, a, in the Dwyer household right now. What the hell is going on? He's already been going down a weird path, wearing camo a lot, wearing the cross necklace, which I respect Growing the out love. the beard. Growing out the beard. Now we see him basically in uh, remember season two of The Wire when all those prostitutes uh, uh, suffocated inside that uh, storage uh, storage container that that shipping container. Is that where Dwyer's broadcasting from now with the all the U.P.S. or uh, I'm sorry, uh, U U haul boxes behind him. He mentioned moving. But Rafe, there's reasons why a man would move. You know any good divorce lawyers? Where are we at with 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 Dwyer's life? You're a lot closer to this than me.
1: Yeah, and I also prefer to keep a, a respectful distance from the man's personal life. I, I enjoy his content. I see the signs that you're pointing to, but we also don't know what's going on, and it's a little unfair to to jump to, uh, put them all, to connect all the dots that way. Because, yeah, if you're trying to do that, you're thinking, uh-oh, midlife crisis coming on right here. This is rough. Um, but I don't know, maybe, maybe the Dwyer household— got tired of living in a community that didn't have a good place to
0: watch a Canelo fight. At, <laughs> and they had to relocate to a place where there <laughs> is a good place. A Hooters shout out to Hooters. By the way, can we shout out Alex Godinez, the MVP <laughs> of this show finished second last year. Sorry. at quality bloke at, at, at Russian Roy. Um, if you didn't see it on Twitter, Godinez went to Mount, went to uh, Campbell, California, Campbell. went to the Hooters, Zoomed in and took some shots of the inside. Oh, that's a that's a boss move right there. Great place oh, he to watch. Zoomed
1: in. That's. I actually thought that he may have trespassed inside. It's possible. What was left of the Hooters in Campbell, California, with maybe the door was open. I doubt he would have broken a window or anything just to to, to 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 reclaim his his throne as the
0: listener of the year. But you're but, right. It's it's way too wrong of me to, i was just saying that because dwyer's a, a talented divorce lawyer it's way too wrong of me to suggest anything right suggest that the betting debts have cost him to to move i mean look he's you know he hadn't had a great year we all know that but like you know his haters will, will hate hey dwyer
2: you're wrong on this one blah 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 right yeah you
0: were- right right okay okay great uh wow rafe um I, I hope i hope dwyer's doing well but uh you know there were those totes for a while, Rafe. Those totes were lining up next to him, you know. And... They kept growing.
1: It, look, there, there are some. I, w- I won't deny there are some warning signs, but let's, let's all step back. This is none of our business.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Uh, speaking of Dwyer, um, you know he's he's been known to have a have a take or two that didn't go in the right direction that we don't really get behind that we could, uh, you know.
2: I know I sound like a crackpot, not the first time.
0: Rafe, what do you think about this take that you sent me?
2: Let me just say, the best punch I saw in 2019 was not Wilder's KO of Dominique Brazil, that right hand. No, the best punch I saw was a left jab thrown by Virgil Ortiz that dropped... Uh Brad Solomon, a okay. fighter who I thought in his prime had
0: a shot on Floyd Mayweather. Whoa, 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 Rafe, what is what is that? Maybe you don't know about
1: Prime Solomon, Brian. What? You don't who know.
2: says, says that, prime Rafe? Prime Solomon was
1: dangerous. Look, the myth, it's right up there with the myth of Spadafora, Guerrero, all the guys who got the best of the, the Errol Spence sparring session got to put some respect on Brad Solomon's name. I've got news for you, Rafe. There is a
2: fighter who could beat Floyd
1: Mayweather. It's younger
2: Floyd yeah, Mayweather. So
0: please, please. You know, daddy loves pot coin or something. I don't know what Dwyer's doing.
2: Hey, let me use some
0: heroin. Whoa, 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 whoa. Please don't die, Dwyer. Yes, yes. I've got great advice. Hey, hi, my boxing fans. Be different or die. Please don't die. No, no, oh, please. Be different. Why different? Because. If you're different, you're special. Oh, that's so good. I love that. Why is this being different? A little yeah. bit of
1: heroin, uh, a uh, a Brad Solomon over Floyd prediction.
0: That's all, you know. Ray, speaking of our five-star review season, I did something I don't normally do recently and went and checked our, our, checked our reviews, checked our responses. One person lit us up because they said in the first 15 minutes of the show, we didn't even talk about boxing at all. And uh, it sounded like bad morning radio. Uh, Rafe. I guess they they don't they don't get us. I mean, we try our hardest to put out our best show every week. Sometimes it just doesn't hit that note. Sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. I mean, it's, it's you know we try, Rafe. Okay, but luckily we, there's enough weirdos who who get us at least, right?
1: Yeah, I I think that's a fair criticism, right? We waste some time uh talking about weird stuff on this show. Not only at the beginning, often interspersed throughout the entire program. Either you love it or you hate it. We we're, we're, we're so far down this road, Brian. I don't know if know. we can turn the I'm ship looking- around and you you don't want to. We are not we are the we are not regular boxing yeah. podcasters.
0: <laughs> we are the boxing podcast hardcore. Yes, right? Like it's it's I don't know. It's like Dwyer's right some of the things. Now look, the Solomon over Mayweather bad take. But Dwyer instructing us to always look at the whole man. I'm down with that. I mean, Jaime has a stick. Bugia is naked. Mmm. Okay. All right. Uh, Sopped that up with some butter. Yeah. You got any response to that, Jeffrey? <laughs> uh, my response will be in the ring. Uh, Rafe, let's let's get back on what we missed. Um, Ylider Alvarez, former light heavyweight champion, who once sent Sergey Kovalev to the deep, dark depths, sent Michael Seals to hell this week on ESPN. Heck of a knockout. You see that crap? He gave Seal a kiss from a rose, Rafe.
1: <laughs> um, I, hope, I hope I hope Michael Seals' face isn't going to look like that after this.
0: Oh, God. Oh, wow. Wow.
1: He's got one of them teddy scars. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Um, yeah, it's a good thing that Michael Seals' head landed on the bottom rope. Otherwise, it was going to crash ugly into the into the canvas. It was a great knockout. It was kind of a, a blah fight up until that point. Um, Michael Seals, uh, it was fun to read the stories about him, Driving Ubers and is sort of the, the classic uh, boxing journeyman, I don't know the journeyman, but long time, you know, waiting for his shot type stuff. It's a nice narrative. The thing was, though, Brian, this guy lost to Edwin Labamba Rodriguez. Dude, that was a brawl. That was a yes, brawl. It was a very poor version, like well past this guy is dangerous, Edwin Rodriguez days. This this was just not. I never really believed that Michael Cienes was going to come in and be dangerous against a, a fighter with Alvarez's experience and pedigree.
0: But great knockout! First of all, I'd, I'll never let you disparage Edwin Labamba Rodriguez's name on this show for two reasons. Just, One, just
1: this 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 big this, uh, New England bull BS.
0: Yeah, three reasons. One, New England BS. He's a Worcester Mass guy. Two. He won that tournament in Monte Carlo that time. Remember with the uh with the triple G lower third, the best all time, favorite food, Rafe? Meat. Meat. Meat, right? Right? You know what he likes. I eat steak every day. <laughs> Seriously. I eat like meat. I'm not big, you know, just I am small. I, I, I am small. I'm um, not big. but but the real reason, Rafe, my kids, they share a room, they're twins. On their wall right now, hanging by a by a pin are a pair of rival boxing gloves. Autographed by Edwin Rodriguez to my good friend, he writes on there. One time he came to ESPN. He was on Making the Rounds. I brought my kids with me. He took them in the gym, put the gloves on them, worked with them with the heavy bag. Love that guy, okay? Love that guy. Autographed his gloves. Right
1: next to the sign, Carlos Baldemare gloves. Oh,
0: God. That 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 is not what men do, okay? You know what they put that guy away for, right? Bad stuff. Bad bad, 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 bad stuff. Bad, bad stuff. Just look at the No, stiff. never, 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 never. Okay. Rafe, in other uh, news this week. Oh, s- speaking of who Eladira Alvarez once sent to hell. You know what I'm talking about there?
2: Sergei? Sergei or Sergei
0: Kovalev. <laughs> you see that report that came out of, of, of that woman judge who he put his hands on and, like, the scars on the neck? Like, what's going on here, Rafe? Uh, look, um, the, I mean, look—he's in, innocent until proven guilty, Rafe. Right?
1: It's still in criminal proceedings. Uh, they're waiting for a date for it to go to trial. Uh, there, it was supposed to go to trial. Was supposed to begin in January, but it got postponed because uh, Kovalev changed lawyers. And that's the criminal side. Obviously, she's also uh, suing for civil damages, and and they said, you know, the story recently has been that they came to a, a, a agreement privately, but then. Uh, Kovalev didn't pay up all of it. Look, Kovalev has a track record. You don't, it's, it's hard to just play the straightforward, well, innocent between before proven guilty. You never know what happened. We don't actually know what happened, but Kovalev, um, yeah, he, he has a pattern. Uh, and, uh, with this and with, with this, you know, with the ugly racist incident with, uh, Donna Stevenson way back in the day, it, it, it's, it's, what are you going to do when man? he clown
0: uh, when he clown people for betting on him to beat Canelo? That wasn't a good moment either, right?
1: I don't really care about that. Uh, who cares? You know what?
0: Hi my boxing fans. Uh,
1: yeah, that was one of his better moments. Um when it look, it, I don't the, the 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 idea that calling people ignoramuses all uh, which is a funny word. I don't know what word he used in Russian, but it was a great translation whoever put that in uh, for for betting on him against Canelo. Okay, does that actually compare to any of these other things he's accused of doing or has done?
0: Uh, no, no, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. You think I care about what the freak that guy that acted that way? No, Teddy, we don't. We don't. Uh, Rafe, rolling on here, upset city alert. We had clowned and rightfully so. In in beforehand, this PBC on Fox main event this past weekend in Philly, homecoming. For 154 champ, Julian J-Rock Williams, fresh off the victory over Jarrett Hurd against Jason Rosario. Look, none of us had really heard of him. And if you don't believe that, he was a... J-Rock was a minus 2,500 favorite, Rafe. Jason Rosario was a plus 900 underdog. But the dog came to eat Rafe in a fifth-round stoppage that was basically one-sided because Jason Rosario took J-Rock's bombs and kept getting inside. You better have to get inside on him. And was able to finish him. Rafe, we didn't see this coming. This was a fun ass fight. And this 154 division in PBC is wild.
1: Yeah, I look, it was it was interesting. Brian, did you what did you have the feeling watching the fight that J-Rock was really getting his his ass handed to him, I didn't quite get I, i've I read some commentary and heard people speaking on podcasts saying that oh yeah rosario was 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 really working him over from the beginning and I, I I remember going into that fifth round thinking, all right, Rosario's coming on. this is a real fight. I think I in my head I had it scored like basically even two two. I guess the judges had three one two times and two two on the other card. It was competitive. And I wasn't sure, you know, necessarily that that it was leading to the Im- imminent doom for J Rock. But hey, that that you, Rosario's power is now proven against a, a top level opponent. And I got to say, maybe the you know, we we all doubled back on our rush to judgment that uh oh J Rock may not have the best chin after Jamal Charlo knocked him out.
0: What a roller coaster! Maybe we got to rush back to that judgment and be like, "I don't know if I trust this guy's chin." I know, which is too
1: bad because he's a good fighter.
0: Yet he took everything Jarrett Hurd had and bit down and just walked through it. It's it—you never know, but. Uh, I watched it after I knew the result because I had been I was covering the UFC fight, so you know, it's a different experience, but I, I thought he just kept chipping away and I and I, I was watching J Rock sort of like slow down every big punch that was landing, like, oh, 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 is he is he hurt a little? Like it wasn't, you know, one or two big shots, it was just a steady flow of them. And yeah. I thought the turning point was when Rosario got inside and was able to take flush shots and keep coming. And then it was sort yeah. of like, We gotta fight. This is gonna be a fight. Like this is for real. This guy came to win. You love wild upsets, especially on a fight you thought was going to be awful and one-sided and unnecessary. Look, it's not a great fight on paper. Neither is uh, Kovnatsky against Hellenius coming up on Fox, right? Um, but but the result is crazy because Jermel Charlo won back his title against Tony Harrison. Jarrett Hurd's back this weekend at 54 you know, interestingly enough, turning down, as he as talked about on our show last week, turning down the chance to have our immediate rematch with J-Rock. You got Arislandi, Lara, you got Castaño out there, you got everyone who matters at 54 is in PBC. This is going to be fun to see how it plays out. Now, we know J-Rock does have an immediate rematch clause and sounded like he wanted to activate it. How different do you think this rematch could be?
1: It depends on what, you know what went wrong with J Rock and and only him and his trainer and his team really know that was it did, did they have a bad camp was he did he over you know there were some statements he made some statements sounded like he expected to win did does that mean that he uh, overlooked or took Rosario lightly did he trust his own after did he sort of believe that he could walk through punches in a way that he found out he couldn't after that you know surviving and and outfighting Big Jarrett Heard for 12 rounds and and winning two belts in that fight. There's basically if there are things that he can do to improve on his performance, and there are always some things, but if they know, if they can identify one mistake they made that they think they can turn around and and give themselves a much better chance to win a rematch, then yeah, I, I could see it. But also there it also might just be, uh Rosario could be legit good, and he has a serious power advantage. So it seems over J Rock, and it seemed like he wasn't really bothered by some very, very clean, flush right hands that J Rock landed on Rosario in the first couple, the first three rounds. So it's a, it's a risky, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's going to be a risk. But I also think it's worth taking for J Rock because otherwise you just get sort of. Fr- Thrown back into the churn without a ch- Take a chance at those belts. He'll get other. There's so much turnover in, in, at 154 that even if he does lose again, he'll probably he's probably only one or two comeback fights away from another. Not maybe not title shot, but a, a, a fight in that neighborhood with other good fighters at 154. So I think you do have to to try and win them back, Brian. This is the thing that I've been. Beating the drum for since since the 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 Charlo uh, Harrison fight back beat in that December. Drum. Yeah,
0: beat that drum, Rafe.
1: I want to beat it. Okay. I want to bang it.
0: All right, I've Brian. Heard, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. What you got for me? Go well, ahead.
1: PBC has to has to give the fans and do it for themselves because it would be good business. A one hundred and fifty-four pound tournament. Yes, they have. It's very easy to go down their roster and pick eight top ten junior middleweights you can have you can and you can set it up so that the the rematches you want sort of have a good chance to happen in the semifinals do an eight-man field do run their own wbss they'll be able to promote it better they'll have it in front of bigger audiences and they, they can actually build a real star out of this division whoever comes out of it you set it up so that the, the you you try and make like a herd versus j-rock uh semifinal happen. You want to have a Harrison versus Charlo semifinal yes. happen. Then and then if it really
0: picks up steam, they could build they could build it into a pay-per-view final. And in, in the potential for like what if you randomly get Lara Heard too? It's like, yeah, I'd watch that ish. You know that that's I mean look, They're you're basically good. trying to turn the 154 division into a battlefield and I got I got advice for you on what to do next.
2: Prepare your horse for the war
0: and the- here's the
1: field brian lara jermel charlo Jarrett Hurd, j rock williams tony harrison brian castaño erickson lubin and jason rosario that's eight strong that you wouldn't you couldn't almost do better unless you really wanted to get all four belts and you wanted to share it in there but i think to share is worse than all those guys
0: you may need a honky patsy like liam beefy smith or somebody right you
1: don't no, no, why would you do that? I mean it would be fun to see someone get sent to hell, but they, that's true. I don't already... want
0: I don't want lopsided matchups. I want even ones, Rafe. Oh, that's gonna be a challenge. <laughs> uh... I think it's.
1: This is a chance for them to do it all in house. There aren't all the regular roadblocks to tournaments. It's this is all in house. they are fighters. No one is so famous at one five weight category one five four that they that they're going to demand huge amounts of money. Right? They're all fairly cost controlled fighters. They're known but not super well known. It just it lines up and it would really it's something that they could sell and package and and do shows around instead of this. instead. And, and people will say, well, they're probably going to do that anyway. It'll just be informal. But what it's
0: it'll it's a bigger deal if you turn it into an event. I agree. Do it. You may need Cali. You may need Cali to figure out how to do that, because I don't think Al does stuff like that. But I wish he would. Rafe, talk about what a weird resume, legacy, emotional journey J-Rock would be on if he was this prospect that we were all into, then he gets one-punched by Jermall. Then we're like, oh, he's chinny. Oh, he just beat Jared Hurd. And then Jason Rosario sends him to hell. And what if he comes back and beats Jason Rosario? I'll be like, look at him now. Look at him now. Look at him now. That's all that I right here. Look at us now. Yeah, right? Look at him now. Brian, yeah, that was He's Philly crazy. tough, Rafe. You know you it's... know what goes down in Philly? It's a style. Long, dick Philly style.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, Jason Rosario came in and gave him banana style,
0: but. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, did you see the uppercut that he landed, Rafe?
1: That
2: uppercut was bananas. I mean,
0: good, good <laughs> Lord, good Lord. Anything else from this weekend in box movie rave? Right? There wasn't some kind of like uh, weird disown card that I missed, right? I don't got that disown shit.
1: You did not miss any weird disown cards. I will, I just wanted to say. I think I, I I saw some interesting sort of debate over. Oh, what do you like? What's better? One fifty four is actually better than welterweight because. The champions fight each other and they all have losses and they all, and, and the, it's more unpredictable and it's lots of fun. And all of that is true, but I, it kind of also reminded me that I appreciate the one thing for all of the drama and the diva stuff and the, and the, and the political warfare involved in the welterweight division with the thing that I do appreciate there is that there are truly great fighters there. And I don't think that, I don't think that anybody at junior uh, junior middleweight really is on that same level. I think that's why they keep beating each other, and it makes for a, a really fun division. But it's also something nice about a guy like Errol Spence, or Terence Crawford, or even Sean Porter, who's not quite on the same level, but clearly comes at a very high level every time he s- sets foot in the ring. And guys who you know are you don't you're not guessing. After the fight, man, uh, he wasn't really who I thought I was, was he? Like, no, these guys are all, they they are the real deal, and they keep proving it time and time and time again. Yeah, let's not forget,
0: we are actually in a, a, like, serious renaissance Walter Way era. Like, it's it's, it's very comparable to the late 90s. I, I really think Bud and Spence are all timers, and I think Thurman, Danny Garcia, and Sean Porter are, like, you know, right, right below that, and and you know they'll 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 share losses with each other, but they're super elites, and uh, in the, the fact that they're all fighting each other outside of Bud, right? Bud, Bud's trying to put on the skinhead white guy thing. They're all fighting each other, and you can't really argue with that. I get what they're saying on fifty four. They're lucky that they're all under the PBC banner. Yeah, now that one fifty four
1: to me, Brian is. Like, what heavyweight would be if there wasn't so much money up there? Yes. If those guys weren't worth so much. They'd all be fighting each other and beating each other because they're all flawed, too.
0: Yes, it, it is. But nothing ever... one four, seven is the sex, Rafe, all right? I'm a natural Walter weight, Crawford isn't. Spence is a natural Walter Waite. Right. A, it's a push and pull and tug of kindness. Rafe, let's roll on here. A couple quick hitters here. Uh, Canelo, his... Annual Cinco de Mayo trip to Las Vegas. Oh, we have a we have a new let me say for something. We have a new home for Canelo's Cinco de Mayo. And it's Tokyo Japan. Yeah, what the hell's going on, Rafe? So here's the deal. Canelo rumored to be going to Japon to face Ryoto Murata for that WBA what secondary middleweight title? I don't even know anymore. It doesn't even matter. Uh, Rafe this fight sucks I don't want to see it I guess it's an event right if Canelo goes to Japan I hear people like Mannix tweeting that maybe this is a I do this to zone to keep myself happy if I'm willing to keep you happy later in the year by fighting Triple G it just don't do it Rafe you know what would do it for me? Seriously Billy Joe Saunders or Calum Smith at 68 Demetrius Andrade to pick up the other middleweight title Triple J Another one seven five, Rafe. This don't do anything for
1: me. Yeah, look, I w- I would rank Murata beneath all of the people you just mentioned. All the 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 sort of group of fighters who had been considered the worthy or uh, usual suspects for for the next Canelo fight until basically this week. There had you know that like for years now there has been this undercurrent of one of these one of these top middleweights. Is is going to go to Japan because they're all drooling for however much money they can put up over there for someone to come send the national hero to hell? Uh, and Canelo, I guess may be the first. Well, I, I well not the first because Rob Brandt sort of uh, already beat Murata, but uh, Canelo, I guess may be the first one to go over there and really cash in that huge check. And good, I don't know. It's it's it's. I like the fight. Less than all of the ones that you just suggested, but yeah, I, he, he had, he's coming off Fighter of the Year. He fought, just fought Kovalev. People gave him a lot of credit for that. It's not that surprising. It would be fun because Murata, Murata is going to come in, come in, would come in and tr- basically just try and land some big shots until he gets knocked out. So it could be a fun fight. What do you want me to say, Brian? Uh,
0: I, I mean, it, I know like there's probably a stupid amount of money, but here's the deal, the zone. You spend a lot of money to compete against traditional pay-per-view. And now we got Canelo against some Japanese guy and Triple G against some guy you never heard of. And I don't even know the name. Who's the name they're floating for Triple G's title defense?
1: Floating, I, I believe it is uh, more or less official, although I guess it got pushed back again. Anyway, it's Polish mandatory contender Kamil uh, Zemaretta <sighs> or maybe Zerometta. Uh, anyway.
0: I'm just saying when you're paying them that much money, it's implied that they must do what you say. And this is becoming. No, a, it isn't. Yeah, it is. When has that yeah, ever it been true? Yeah, it is, Rafe. It is. It really is. It really is. Floyd did his own thing for half of those fights on the Showtime Look, deal. Canelo last year, Danny Jacobs, Sergey Kovalev, fine. Yes. Hell yes. Great year, Canelo. And I'm not Didn't saying it? he doesn't deserve a softest touch. You're the one who came up with that one for him, one for me idea. That's right. I'm not, I ain't against that ish, but this is Cinco de Mayo. Rafe, it used to be sacred. It used to be like, this is where boxing competes with UFC and everything else going on in sports. I don't know. Maybe just fight triple G at 68. Maybe just do it and get it over with. Okay.
1: I would be happy if that happened. I think they should just get that over with, even though I, at this point, you know, it's not, not the fight that I would go crazy over. Like I might have years ago, but I would rather see that. I think that say what you will about Triple G's decline. He's probably still uh, would be ranked more highly than than Ryota Morata. But uh, you know, you don't. Nobody tells Canelo what to do at this point. He's gonna do what he's gonna do, and you're coming along for the ride. You signed the contract. You gave him the bag. Now, good luck with that.
0: All right, all right. You, could, you know, I mean, there there's, there's there's there are things you can do. With the bag, of course. You
2: have a little bit of fun with the bag. You play with it. You win combinations
0: on the bag. Uh, Rafe, after seemingly not being willing to, to promote the <laughs> Wilder Fury 2 fight that we all care about February 22nd on ESPN and Fox pay-per-view, despite pre- many wild predictions... To me, will break every pay-per-view record. It'll be the most viewed fight in the modern era of boxing. Okay, um... We finally had a press conference. We talked about it last week, but now there's going to be a second press conference on January what Saturday, January. On 25th. this coming
1: Saturday, what's that? Twenty eighth. But they're going 25th.
0: Back to Los Angeles, even though the fight is in Vegas. Not doing a New York stop, and they're basically doing the press conference all over again at the Fox Studios. Rafe, I'll be honest with you. That kind of sucks. I'd love to go to a New York press conference, being on this side of the country, and I'm sure a lot of people Get some media lunch. Uh, Get some free lunch. I'd also love to be there at the Fox Studios doing what we should be doing, which is filming PBC face-to-face with these two. It's right there. That is no longer a service they have or I have, Rafe. It's not that I'm sore about it, but it's right there. We could do this thing, Al. Thank you. You're the goat. Thank you for 2019. Hey, thank you for that extra M, though. All right, there's a, there's a, there's a few extra T's, thousands. But uh, a few extra tatas. Rafa, is there going to be a new Manny Pacquiao, and his name is Kate Abdo? Am I gonna? We're gonna see PBC Kate to Kate? What's going on here?
1: Probably yes. Which is, I, I think they, I just hope that they do record some face to face, gloves are off type thing because think back to the one they recorded. For the first fight, that was classic. That Imagine was if classic. they bring in Max.
0: This ESPN's a part of this. Maybe they bring back Max and do Max and Nicholas Cage face and do face off.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, However, they do it, it should be brought back. I hope the UK. Go- I hope the UK blokes get to film theirs because theirs are consistently good. Johnny Nelson gets good stuff out of these guys and. The first one was fantastic, remember? That was where we got, speak believer, believe it, receive it, speak believer, believe it, receive it, speak believe it, receive it. Isn't that what then... Fury
0: called him, like a shaman or something? <laughs> yeah, then then, then Fury was like,
1: I don't need no alter ego. I'm a man, and I'm X-rated, and you're not.
0: <laughs> Call me on my 10-pound mobile phone. Don't bother me, yes.
1: <laughs> um... I so and these guys are great in that atmosphere. So I do hope they do it again. I do. I wish more that, of course, you would be in between them, managing that face to face. But what can you do, man? Hey, it, we it, had a great
0: run, Rafe. We what had a can great you do? Run, okay. We got. Yeah. We had. You know, we touched tees. Um, we had. We, it was tip to tip. We had a great run there, Rafe. Okay. Yeah. The space dock didn't last. No, it uh, didn't. But, but Brian, why, why? Why two times in L.A. This? Yeah, that greater. doesn't
1: make any sense. I guess. Look, in the in the most. Uh, absolute terms two press conferences probably means more uh more press than one however, it the whole idea of multiple press conferences is usually coupled with some sort of tour trying to reach media in different places that may not like I don't think a lot of east coast. Boxing reporters are going to be flying to LA this weekend specifically to cover this press conference. It's a big press conference. You want to be there, but I don't think places are gonna shell out money to send someone there to get some press conference quotes. No matter how many times Tyson Fury talks about pumping it more than once. Um It's weird. It's not the best, but it's I guess it's better than nothing. It's the whole I I'm also interested. I I didn't watch the the Football playoff games this this past weekend, but I I heard that they didn't really push the fights to the the February twenty second Wilder Fury two rematch that hard Ooh. on the broadcast. That's, Maybe that's the a, whole a quick brief mention. That's what that's
0: what this is riding on, right? Hey, Fox, and- that's your job, right? But I'll look. I'll give them credit. I will give them credit for this January twenty fifth press conference and how they're attacking it. It'll be live on Big Fox on a Saturday afternoon. great placement it'll be live on espn news it'll be live in a lot of places and they have their shoulder programming built around that with the i think the fight camp whatever i mean like look that's what you need to do that's what men do to sell a pay-per-view uh you know all right okay they didn't call bc that's fine that's fine okay you know what that's fine all right
1: well the good thing is pay-per-view is so uh unpredictable right i mean we, we i i think i had high expectations a lot of people had high expectations for wilder ortiz to because of the amount of um nfl like all the huge nfl bumps they were getting for the shoulder programming they were put, playing those spots on football games during you know near the end of the nfl season it it seemed like all everything was headed in a good direction and then it kind of just boomeranged and didn't so uh, I, I you kind of just at this point, I'm hoping for good luck, hope that something that people care more than we know they do, but they show up and buy this thing so that it keeps so that we keep getting good fights and that there's still an incentive for Fox and ESPN and top rank and PBC to work together.
0: I just want I just hope while you're watching whatever reiteration. Unless it's Max Kellerman coming back to take over his chair. Whatever reiteration they have of a face-off-to-face, Rafe, I hope when you see whoever's in there that you're saying to themselves, this ain't Campbell, right? This ain't this ain't, you know. This ain't Bertle. Think what
2: you want to think, This ain't right? this,
0: this ain't the raw dog. This know? ain't Jorge Coda. This ain't Jorge Coda. Right. This this ain't, you know, this this ain't Klitschko. So uh I hope you 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 think about that when you see that. Thank you. Thank you. It's a great use of sound drops. This ain't Klitschko. Okay, thank you. Joke's over. Uh Rafe, Andy Ruiz Jr., according to ESPN Steve Kim, has cut ties with trainer Randy Robles. We know about the disaster and the rematch in Saudi. Andy didn't train. He went to uh Downey's Pizza House for wings. Remember that? The
1: Downey Pizza Company. Okay, put some respect on that.
0: <laughs> that pastrami slice is no joke. Absolutely. I uh, I don't know who came up with this rumor, but I saw a, a guy I respect very much in this industry. Rafe, just give me a second here. A guy I was, I love and respect in this industry.
2: Marcos Viejas, the journalist, has done a spectacular
1: job. Right.
0: The right? journalist. The journalist tweeted out. Rumors about Teddy Atlas, Rafe. What? 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 It's,
1: that can't be true, Brian. It it, it cannot be true. Okay, first of all, Teddy that runs sort of contrary to his entire brand as a trainer, right? Because all he ever talks about, whenever on his podcast or when people interview him about the the fighters he works with, he he's like, well, it's very it's very hard. I put a lot of myself into it, and I want someone who's going to take this seriously like I do who really who who who's really willing to go to the depths with me and find out what it takes to be a man and I, that ain't Andy Ruiz that ain't Andy Ruiz and, and I don't think Teddy I mean it would look Teddy I don't blame Teddy for a cash grab if he chooses to do that but then he can't go out there and say look I only fight with I only I only train fighters who who are willing to give me the like, you know, give me their entire their whole souls um because
0: that is how Sal. Take his howl. They both look great. They were cut up. They had six packs, eight packs, twelve packs, twenty four packs. They had it all going. Well, Andy's got a keg,
1: okay? um, what would what would the corner look like in a if Andy was not in the best shape and having a hard time? Cutting off the ring versus an opponent, um, just having a flat night. What would Teddy what would Teddy do in that corner? I wouldn't I would like to see that. I mean Boy,
0: oh, it's
2: frustrating.
1: It really is frustrating.
0: No, he'd be fired. He'd be fired the heck up. He'd be like, uh uh you could raise your father from the dead. Uh, do you? You gotta believe stop in- eating cheeseburgers and stop <laughs> making him flip cheeseburgers. <laughs> do you believe in flying kangaroos? Uh, no, it'd be yeah, wild. Be Burger great. Kings. What do you think fight about this? Royal firemen. What do you think about these reports that Andy Ruiz is close to a deal to fight Dillian White? Would that be on the zone? That'd be a great fight, Rafe. That would be a really good fight. Look, uh,
1: for all the jokes and and the concern over Andy Ruiz's commitment to the sport he's still a very fun heavyweight boxer to watch and and except except against the kind of guys who can pull off the game plan that Anthony Joshua did in their second fight he's going to be dangerous because of his talent because of his hand speed because of his boxing ability no matter how kind of terribly he treats himself going into a fight he's still pretty good and I would like to see that fight I think i i I, I do think we should uh take a moment to say it's really a shame and it, it doesn't it seems pretty screwed up to ditch Manny Robles like that. Yes. Um uh the trainer who you know took on Andy Ruiz when Ruiz was in a pretty low spot himself, believed in him, helped him get to that point of having an upset that will probably be bigger than anything that happens in boxing for the next 10 years maybe. I mean it we that stuff doesn't happen many times in a lifetime. Um and then Andy yeah, Ruiz didn't really live up to his side of things when they were getting ready for the rematch and that happens but Robles stood by him, didn't didn't blame him in the press before or after and it's It's unfortunate that this happens. That is also, look, that's boxing, right? I mean, Robles, his profile was elevated through this, and hopefully he goes on to work with lots of other good fighters. He's a very good trainer.
0: I'll make you you eat those cheese, cheeseburgers. Hey, Rafe, uh, I forgot Dwyer had a good idea for who Canelo could be fighting this May instead of some Japanese guy.
2: Canelo has an excellent shot on Deontay Wilder. I know people think
0: I'm crazy. Okay, fine. Um, Rafe, do you maybe think we should cried? reconsider the direction in? of this show. Really, I mean, what are, what are we doing? What kind of clown show are we putting out there, Rafe? Can you explain what that means? What is it? What is he saying, Rafe?
1: I I have no clue. He he gives up a foot in height to Deontay Wilder. I do I I do agree that. Canelo would be a better uh, technician in the ring. But what the heck difference does it make? Wilder. Wilder. A guy who really can't fight.
2: Who's wild. He's unorthodox. His technique stinks.
0: If he would send that ginger to hell, Rafe, are you kidding me? What is going on here?
1: Well, I got to say, Canelo, dare to be great. Do it. Do it.
0: I do like ginger. We all do. Uh, De La Hoya came out publicly slamming the idea of these YouTube fights, Rafe. Right? First of all, Oscar was a freak. Second of all, that's your family. You in that DAZN ish? Uh, is this the beginning of a of an Eddie Oscar rift that will get one of them out of DAZN? Because remember, Eddie signed that whatever eighty year, one billion dollar deal, but it had an out after two years. That two years is coming up, Rafe.
1: Um is this the beginning? I don't know that Golden Boy and Matchroom have necessarily been bosom buddies in the DAZN experience. They're both content providers that work with DAZN to put boxing cards on their streaming platform, you know. Eddie Hearn and and John Skipper DAZN they have a platform and they need to put they need to put boxing on that platform. Golden Boy because thanks to Canelo was able to get another deal to put on their own shows. They have dates. Um so I don't, and and Oscar is not always. Uh, I look read it was in it was a great one of the great Canelo quotes in in my guy Mike Coppinger's story back before the Kovalev fight, where 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 Canelo was th- was throwing, uh, <laughs> throwing Oscar under the entire squadron of school buses, and it was <laughs> like they asked him about something Canelo's uh, Oscar said, and Canelo goes, Oscar says nonsense all the time,
0: so. Um yeah Oscar sent that letter to the media not to watch Maymac and then he proceeded to recruit uh Connor to fight Canelo. Canelo. Yeah, look, but uh, not in an MMA fight, Rafe. Not in the cage, not with a wrestling background, all right?
1: Oscar is not as gifted at double speak as some of the other boxing promoters, right? I mean, he is not he doesn't pull off the Eddie Hearn or the Bob Aram style, you know, tele- speaking out of both sides of his mouth with the same kind of panache. And when you do it with panache... Everyone loves it. You're like, oh man, that's charming. Yeah. But if you just sound kind of silly doing it, then they yell at you. But it's essentially the same thing.
0: But I do uh, but for finally, Oscar and I are back on the same side of the street. Enough, enough of this YouTube stuff. All right. I don't I don't feel it at all. I'm yeah. very, few. You're very no, few. I don't I don't feel it at all. Ray, final bit of notes. Uh April twenty-fifth in Las Vegas. Keith Ideck of Boxing Scene, great website, by the way. Uh, reporting Naiwa Inoue, the Japanese monster. I would assume this would be his ESPN debut. In a unification fight at Bantam against Jean-Riel Casimero of Pinoy Pride fame, Rafe?
1: Yeah, well, this is going to, especially coming off the win over Nonito, if Inoue can beat uh, Casimero, and obviously he will be favored going into that fight. He, that's going to be a nice little uh you know it'll be like that run of of Pacquiao when he was going through all the pro all the big name uh, Mexican featherweights and and super featherweights uh and, and people were calling him the executioner now uh now in a way unfortunately will will take on a, a little bit of a mantle of of rolling through uh Filipino fighters um hey that's a fun fight i don't know that I don't know that I think it's going to be the war that some are predicting because it, in a way, might be just so much more polished that he can outbox and send Cassimero to hell. But hey, Casimiro is really experienced. He's fought at a high level against a lot of dangerous guys, and he just you know he he just basically one shotted uh, Zolani Tete, which which means that that power is real. And it'll be, it's going to be fun one way or another.
0: Yeah. I'd love to, I'd love to watch it with, uh, with Jaron's mom, right?
1: I think, uh, who, I mean, I think that they would have to be rooting for, um, Casimiro because of, because, you know, Pinoy, you, know, you have to, you know, rally behind each other. Um, but, you know, wow, you know of that of Nonito likes behind. to <laughs> befriend his ex opponents. I mean, he's, him and Carl Frampton always hug it out and, you know, Uwe obviously allowed him to borrow the, the Ali trophy for a night. Uh, so, look, the good thing is everyone loves Nonito. He's, he's a good, true. good dude. And he gets along with people even after, uh, you know, going toe, strapping it on and going toe to toe with them for 12 rounds.
0: Uh, Nonito, I'm still here for a Rigo matchup. Please make it happen. Rafe, do you care about this weekend? Are you ready? I am ready. Let's take this home. We got a big, big, big preview action here. It starts Thursday, Rafe. That's tonight. Costa Mesa, California. DeZone and RingTV.com collaborating. Jason Quigley is back, Rafe, the former high-profile middleweight prospect who suffered injury and defeat. Fernando Marin is his opponent, 10 rounds middleweights. Will you care to check in on his comeback? Nah, 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 No thank you. You've always been against that ginger, right? Yep, yep.
1: Is he a ginger too?
0: Yeah, you're damn right he is. He's an Irish ginger just like you, Rafe. Okay. Look, there's I a lot am not of, ginger.
1: <laughs> there's a lot of Irish men who are not gingers, probably the, the, the majority, all right. You know, have you haven't you heard like black Irish, you know, dark hair, dark anyway.
0: What are you? Um quote half baked. Hey, <laughs> no. ass. Yeah, right. yeah.
1: Um, um, yeah quickly, I never saw it. He, I think it's because I think you like him because he fought a bunch of times out there in Connecticut or wherever at those casinos. And you think and, and you developed some sort of ties with him.
0: I have a fight with some Irish guy. Rafe, Saturday goes down Barclay Center, Brooklyn. This is the big time. Showtime is back. Your boy BC will be on Friday's way in stream Saturday's countdown stream. But the main card. Danny. Swift, Garcia, 12 rounds of against Ivan Redcoch, Rafe, we had, I encourage everybody to go check out our interviews, uh, bo- bonus interviews I did last week with Danny Garcia and Jarrett Hurd. Both will be headlining this card. But for Danny Garcia, here's the deal. Knocks out Granados last year in April. Was ready to make the pay-per-view leap. It was a perfect time. Fox throwing around pay-per-view money, trying to put it together. Was unable to get the Mikey fight last August. It fell apart. So then he waited in line for Spence. S-Sit belt Sisson took place, Rafe. Now Danny is staying busy with the eyes on a spring pay-per-view bout this year against either Spence or Pacquiao. So he's choosing a southpaw who will come at him in Ivan Redkotch. Look, I know it's not an uber-competitive fight on paper. It's going to be fun to watch. How much of a chance do you give Ivan the Terrible with his Kodo tattoo to actually make this a little bit of a fight?
1: Oh, I don't give him. I give him as little a chance as as you possibly can. I mean, you, well, make it a fight. Meaning what? No, he's not gonna. We've seen Danny Garcia eats guys like this alive. This is he, they're just running back the Granados fight. He's a. Really, really good counterpuncher. And these guys who just want to run at him are going to run
0: into a buzzsaw. Um, True or false? Danny Garcia is the biggest puncher in the welterweight division. False. I think it's true.
1: I I think Spence has. uh, Spence Spence has demonstrated more power. Maybe it's because he's more aggressive.
0: The same exact one-punch power as Danny's looping left hook. That takes people out of their senses, Rafe.
1: Yeah, it does, but he ha it hasn't he hasn't even scored a knockdown against uh, a good Walter Waite with it, right?
0: Didn't he send Granados and Brandon Rios to hell at welterweight? Waite?
1: Did I didn't I just say good welterweight? Waite?
0: Oh my god. Didn't he force Keith Thurman to uh backpedal in the last few rounds? I, sure, look I've yeah, never he, been a Keith Danny Thurman... fanboy, but he can punch Rafe, okay? Absolutely. It's a really look, that left hook is one of the very best in
1: boxing and he does have
0: real power. Has a stick.
1: He, Damn he it! A stick. He's got a left hook. He's got an underrated overhand right. Right. We, we we saw him put Zab on his ass with that.
0: Um, hey, by the way, that was Zab's greatest victory. That loss he had against Danny Garcia. Why, yeah, man, fighters, yeah, tell fighters tell him that again. Fighters must hate me, Rafe. Um,
1: yeah, you're like I, Brian. I was like, first he comes on, tell him huevos, Champion, Champion," and then as soon as they smile, he's like, now tell me about that time you got your ass beat. <laughs>
0: Remember, I told Morales that his his uh his loss to Maidana was it was his greatest. He had no business being in that fight, Rafe, with one eye. No business. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, look, I don't, but but I also don't really blame this matchup in the way that some folks are because it is a product of of un, unpredictable and unfortunate circumstances, right? I mean, we know that there was a plan for Danny Garcia to fight Errol Spence, and. Er, Errol Spence got into a really scary car accident, and and will return to the ring sometime later this year. Um,
2: Errol also, Spence by murder. Errol's too big, too strong.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and vehicular manslaughter, perhaps even. Um, how
0: dare you? I mean, how dare you?
1: Um, but uh, and also, remember Ivan Redkoch after the Devin Alexander. Uh, win last year was supposed to get a fight with Adrian Broner yes. that also fell apart kind of Garcia Garcia style. Where and, is Broner right now? Oh, I don't I, Bron, I, you just hope for the best man. What can you do? Right. Um, but that fell through. And I think that on some level, and this is, this goes back to, do you want to just complain about a, a pretty bad matchup or, at least get pay a little bit of lip lip service to the idea that this is Al Heyman and PBC taking care of their fighters. Red Koch was probably expecting and perhaps promised a career high payday against Broner. That falls apart. This is making that right. Okay, we'll give you 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 can get this fight and a similar payday against Danny Garcia. Now, it's it stinks that it has to happen this way, but I'm I give it more leeway f- because of all of these intervening factors and. The at least announced desire for Garcia, assuming he beats red catch, which I expect him to do to move right into a fight in just in probably a few months. Again, a big fight against somebody like Manny or against Spence. If Spence coming straight back into a Danny Garcia fight, that's that would be a really I mean, that that's a lot different than Spence, Danny Garcia happening in January. Um
0: uh, look, I, I'm all here for for Danny to get either of those two pay per view Southpaw matchups.
1: Problem if you're I... Danny, you got to be pushing for Manny. You want you want to like play that game of chicken as long as you possibly can. I don't think he because... ever
0: calls out people enough. That's one thing with Danny Garcia. He's always like he lets Angel do a lot of the talking, and he never necessarily like puts it on the line. You know, but shows the full package. But here's the deal with Ivan Redkotch. He's aggressive as balls. Remember, he was like a lightweight prospect. Like, he had a legitimate amateur background, but he's just evolved into this brawler. He's had some hard luck situations, some close scorecards he felt he got robbed when he got knocked out by Dejan Zlatichinen at lightweight. He he got fouled, he said, right before that. So, I mean, he's got some built-in excuses there. But he comes to fight, I think he surprised all of us at the ease in which he sent Devin Alexander to hell, considering we just saw Devin go... You know, ten hard rounds with Victor Ortiz before that. Um he's won three in a row. The problem here is the only people that have had success against Danny Garcia, legitimate success. There's four there's four boxers, Rafe, that have had legitimate success against Danny Garcia. Keith, El Maestro, Sean, El Maestro Hereda, and Lamont Peterson, and they've all done it with footwork. That's not his game. And the problem here is Redcotch is not a real welterweight. He only took that Devin fight at 47 because the money was there. He's he's a 135 who maybe doesn't want to cut that hard and fights at 140. But if he's going to have any success, he's got to get inside. He better have effing get inside on Danny. You can't fight Danny at distance with that left hook, Rafe. With that right cross that he killed Ruiz with. But inevitably, the problem for Redkotch is he needs to brawl to be effective. And if you brawl with Danny... He's too accurate. He's got great time. He's a great boxer. Rafe Danny Garcia can box, man.
1: Hell yes. Yeah. Look in the pocket. He is as good as I thought he was winning most of his early exchanges with Keith Thurman. And it wasn't until wasn't. And that's when Keith Thurman made a smart adjustment and kind of, you know, was got a little bit more in and out and and forced Danny to move his feet a little bit and and not because if you just stand with him, his timing, his reflexes and his power, he's really good at, at judging all of those little factors and landing dangerous punches. If, if you if you. Come after him like that, and and I think he's going to do that to Ivan Redcock. I mean,
0: the problem for Redcock here is Danny also has a hell of a chin. So even if you can get in there and mix it up a bit, and remember, Danny was in that war with John Molina. You were there, and and in, uh, in in the Ivan was in that war with sorry, John Molina Ivan was in, in that uh, war in with Lancaster, John Molina, California, and he you know he knocked uh, he knocked Molina down, then he got finished. He, he might be a 2 chenny for 47 against the big, big elite punchers. He's going to be a guy that is going to be a dangerous out against regular welterweights, but this is asking too much, Rafe. I do like his quotes, though, from the media uh, workout this week. Here we go. Danny is already looking ahead to a fight with Errol or Manny, but before he gets to them, he picked me. I know it's because I'm a southpaw, but he's going to get a rude wake-up on fight night the biggest weakness i see in danny is he's not taking this seriously he's counting on this as a tune-up fight and that's a big mistake this is not going to be a tune-up fight for him end quote now keep in mind he probably said that in broken english with dyed green hair but he's got shane mosley in his corner that means tito the monkey's probably around rafe if he goes in there just balls out yeah he probably loses by knockout but it'll be fun to watch yeah, he will
1: make this a fun fight. He will bring out the fun version of Danny Garcia because the one thing in those biggest fights that Danny Garcia, they were either close or the two losses, they there were some slow moments because the his opponents were right, gave him a lot of respect for his power and counter punching, and there was a lot of cagey in and out, fainting, standing just a an inch outside of the distance that either guy could land a punch, and. Danny doesn't always you know move his feet or create those openings in a way that that would that would make him and e- raise him up one level to the kind of fighter that then all of a sudden we might actually consider him a, a fighter who could you know who, who would be equal or, or close to 5050 with the Errol Spencer or Terence Crawford but he's not that um, but what he is is more than enough to have a, a fun four rounds sending Ivan Redcotch deep into hell All
0: right Danny, you better call out the right man after the knockout, okay? You better do it. Call out Manny. Let's do that. Senator, I, Senator it's time. door. next, my friend. A Rafe co-main event. Jarrett Hurd back at 54. First fight since the loss to J-Rock against Francisco Chia Santana. Obviously this is a setup fight for Jarrett to look good. I did really like what he said in our interview last week about why he didn't run back the rematch. Why he didn't just panic and move up to 160. He's got a new trainer. He's going to Figure out what he did wrong, and he was very humble and saying, "Look, I got too big. Look, my head got too big. I, you know, I, I was drinking my own juice," and he fought a skilled guy who exposed him. I like this wake-up call for him. I like to see him run it right back in there against the best fifty fours, and if he wins this, he'll do that.
1: Yeah. No. Look, this is this is a comeback fight. That's it's his career. He could choose how he wants to do it, and this is this is the path they're taking, assuming he doesn't have much trouble with. Uh, Like, assuming this giant junior middleweight does not have much trouble with this regular-sized welterweight moving up to 154 for this fight. um, Yeah, go right back into it. In fact, after this fight, my friends, start the tournament. Start the tournament.
0: Do you think he calls out anybody? Do you think he wants Jermell's title? Do you think he wants... Uh, yeah,
1: it's interesting because the the momentum obviously behind the uh, J-Rock rematch is, is no longer there or certainly not in the same way. And, and J-Rock probably going to go after his own rematch. Yeah, why not? I mean, he hasn't fought Charlo yet. Why not go for that? Um, I wouldn't be – obviously wouldn't be upset if he fought any of those highly ranked uh, 154-pound fighters with PBC. I mean – for, there probably wouldn't be belts on the line, so they probably wouldn't do it. But Castagno, Erickson, Lubin—those would be awesome fights. I don't know, but however, wherever they go, if they make it one of those one of those good matchups, if he wants to go fight, I don't know. If he tells J-Rock to sit down, let me fight, let me get my belts back from Rosario, then we can fight for him. J-Rock, of course, has contracts that could uh, prevent that. But yo, know, call call them all out.
0: Rafe, being that uh, Ivan Redkotch is is trained by. Shane Mosley, who's also training Jake, the problem child, Paul. Do you think he was able to spar with the YouTuber in preparation for Danny?
1: I believe there was some talk of that uh, or somebody. I know Jake Paul, he's fighting at like 175 or something. He's a pretty big dude compared to – not that he is good at boxing at all, but he is uh, a lot larger than Red Koch. I think he he was – there were stories of, of Paul sparring with real fighters out there in California, but I can't remember exactly. It might have been the that guy, Johnny Beck Alimankuli, the, the Kazakh middleweight uh, prospect.
0: Here's a quote from Jake Paul in this DAZN email I got promoting their uh, you know, pre-fight documentary for Jake Paul versus Gibb. He says... Uh, Gib is definitely a stepping stone, but you have to step on that stone to get to the next one. I don't think Gib has ever been punched in the face by somebody who is pissed off and has been locked away in the mountains when I could be in L.A. doing fun shit. And Boom! Quote. All right. Uh, Rafe, to open this triple header, Stephen Fulton, the featherweight prospect who's getting a lot of attention, will take on Arnold Kegai, 12 Rounds. Are you in on the Fulton train? I was late on the Jerron Boots Ennis Express, but I'm. Believe me, I'm on that now. Uh, talk me up on Stephen Fulton.
1: He's always looked good when when I've seen him. I've probably watched three or four fights recently. Um, he's got, you know. He's he's been training with Carl Frampton a little bit when when Frampton was was getting ready for that fight on the uh, Oscar Valdez undercard it's uh he looks like the he looks like a very very good fighter at 122 and that's exciting I, There there's some questions in uh, over whether he'll ever get a shot against uh young brandon figueroa who has the sort of secondary belt there also a pbc fighter also young yeah that's that the guy that make... wore the
0: t-shirt right t-shirt? Did he wear a t-shirt calling out uh Brandon or was that just Oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah I think Romero right. duno against Fri- yeah Rangers, that
1: would, yeah That is that is correct. Um that would be great if they move in that direction. Um and it's a cool style matchup. You know, he's the 122 doesn't have a a guy who, you know, sort of a boxer puncher. He's got some slickness, but he also he, you know, goes in and he's aggressive and and has had a nasty knockout last yes. year. Yes,
0: it was on it, it. It was on the same card as that double regasm knockout. It was it was a nasty one. Yeah, uh, Rafe off TV on Saturday in Minneapolis. Friend of the program, Caleb Truax, former one sixty eight er, will be fighting a main event in Minneapolis, ten round super middleweights against David Bassage Mavul. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's off TV.
0: All right. Okay. All right. Uh I think that'll do it, Rafe. Although on uh, uh next early next week, just a reminder to you on Tuesday in Toronto, Steve Rolls is back and he'll be on UFC Fight Pass. So he got up from that he had no business getting up from that uh Triple G knocking. In fact he didn't. No, he didn't. Okay, that's the show this week, Rafe. Enjoy it. we're gonna watch the showtime card this weekend.
1: I am. Are you where what are you, how are you involved? Are you doing any undercard Are live undercard
0: action? Yeah, I just announced it three times. Yeah, no, I'll be hosting the Friday weigh-in me, Paulie, and Luke, and then Saturday the countdown undercard stream we will have Luke and myself, Luke Thomas, above the arena. Rafe Flores in the Hall of Famer, Steve Farhood calling the action at ringside. Rafe,
1: very nice. So, so you're in sort of a Brian Custer role, Mark very Kriegel cus- and Max Kellerman role. Yes,
0: I think Luke would be more the Custer in this re- equation. I'll be more the um... the Kriegel. Yeah, yeah, i yeah, yeah. I like fathers. I like sons. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
1: You just fought this man for 12 rounds. You've looked into his soul.
0: <laughs> do you think Kregel's ever going to do the father daughter story on Michaela Mayer on why she decided to turn bad as a teenager and get into boxing? And
1: I don't know. I mean, probably. Yes. Um, there, Why not? I and mean, he's really good at those stories. So uh, even though it is a, it's a pattern, uh, nobody nobody Teases that out like he does, so yeah, do it all it's, if it helps. If it helps the fighters' careers, then I'm all for it.
0: Rafe, what do you feel about these Gravante rumors against Leo Santa Cruz on pay per view? I'm down for that,
2: right? And the storm clouds are out on Gravante Davis. You,
0: you see those?
1: Look, I would like to see that fight. Uh, do I want to pay for it? No, but I would. Right. But I would like to see it.
0: He's off. He's coming right off of a, te- a tough test, of course. No, I'm not here to say that Yurkes Gamboa, Scamboa yeah.
2: is an all-time great fighter.
0: Okay, that's fair. I- I'm I would not go here there. to say
2: that at all. Okay. Right? But what I'm here to say is that Yorke Scamboa, on the right
0: night, Yes. Is awfully hard to beat. Okay, that would take a long time to get that out, Rafe. But shout out to your key Gambol. Is the
1: right night when he blows his Achilles in round two or three? I don't know if that's the right night, but he was kind of hard to beat. Anyway,
0: Anyway, um, um, shout out to that pronunciation.
1: How do you? Yeah. How do you? How does he turn? It's like he's saying the word, the name Marquise, except with a
0: Y. Sergei Kovalev. He has different ways of of doing things, right? Alexander gross dick. I mean, come on. Come on. Don't 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 you. Would you ask Van Gogh why he took his ear off? No, you don't. Right. I, I asked him why he says. Alphonse Fanfara, exactly. why do you do that Vincent? Exactly. Okay? I mean that's just how he does it, okay? Yeah. All right. Hey, that's the show for this week. Follow him at Rafe Buggs on Twitter. Read his work on TheAthletic.com. Rafe, are you are the are the the wires in your brain brewing over the idea of another book? Cuz that's what you do, brother. You write ish.
1: Yeah, I guess. I, I don't have anything to announce, but um, sure, the wires are always brewing, and uh, I'm, I'm hopeful to to get an opportunity to write another book someday.
0: Okay. Thank you. About boxing? I, it,
1: look, if I could, I would love to.
0: Okay. I would love to shake your hand. Thank you. Uh, Rafe, do you have any uh, message for the listeners? We out. Oh, wow. Just like that. All right. Get her out. Yeah.